G'day everyone, it's Abir and Christian here for episode 5 of Double Jump Radio, doublejump.co's official podcast. I'm your host Abir, and uh, Christian, how you doing man? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm doing good. I actually wasn't on the uh, previous episode of Double Jump Radio, I just had some personal issues that I need to deal with, but I'm back now for another week and we're obviously going to get into yeah. a lot of stuff that's happened over the past week. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah, and, um, yeah, sorry we had to miss last week, guys, had a little bit of a little, uh, couple of things come up as well in the back end, but we're back again, we're, we're fired up, we're ready to go, we're ready to tackle another, another week of, uh, shenanigans in the, from the world of video games. Yeah, so, uh, to kick us off, um, Sony partnered with Jeff Keighley, which is, who's an industry veteran, been around for a long time, mm. um, he basically announced, uh, a fair few new details about the DualShock 5 and all of its glory. Um, it's part of his uh, Summer Games Fest events that he's been doing. Sort of like a boycott to E3 this I would, year. I wouldn't, well, not I wouldn't that E3 call really happened. Yeah. I, I would more say that it's, you, you know, we didn't really have much of a choice. Like, imagine, imagine E3, E3 with adjacent. COVID. Like, forget it. Like, Yeah. Well, I think also because, like, um, prior to E3 happening, like, Jeff announced that he was not attending and he made a and he made a note of saying he didn't like the creative direction well, sh- sure sure like, was going yeah on, yeah so. just, I, uh, like the word boycott i don't know that was a bit like i i, I wouldn't go that far uh, yeah well let's just say e3 adjacent yeah event. that's E3, that's, you know, that's more it's it's, it's if e3 was on this would have still been on so e3 spin you know off what? e3 at dlc day, maybe at the end of the day yeah e3 yeah this is this is like a spiritual successor from the original people behind E3. A sequel. <laughs> <laughs> a sequel, yep. Probably the big piece of news is um uh Jeff kind of confirming that the DualShock 5 is larger than the DualShock 4 and heavier as well. Uh he said it felt uh, has a little bit more heft to it. Um felt a little bit more solid, which kind of makes sense given all the new haptic uh, kind of vibration motors and a new microphone arrays and stuff. What do you think about the idea of a bigger DualShock for the PS5? Um, well, well, I think in general, pretty much from the original PlayStation to the PS3, the the shape of the controller was very much like identical. And uh, for the PS4, obviously, you know, the light, the button layout is the same. The the handles of the controller were like rounded. Like it's not something that you know I, as a long time PlayStation user, it took me a bit of time to adapt to. And I'm gonna need to do the same with the PS5 controller because, you know, again, it is like a new shape. It almost looks a bit like the um, like the Switch Pro controller, like a teensy little bit, or mm. or maybe even the um the Wii U oh, controller. Yeah. It looks a little yeah, bit like Wii that, but, you know, again, we're going to... It's got kind of more of that rounded look. Yeah. It reminds me of the, the like, the older Xbox, like, the OG Xbox controller, uh, in a way. Like, imagine you married that with a DualShock, like, in terms of the silhouette of it. No, and then I... you had more rounded edges. I, 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 don't, I don't actually see that in this in this new controller. I it definitely looks third-party-ish. Like, you know how you get, like, those kind of, like, you, yeah. your rock candies and your Mad Cats controllers, but... I mean, obviously, it's got the PlayStation logo on it, so that's definitely going to be the hmm. the standard. And part of me, it is called the Dual Sense, not the Dual Shock Five. Yeah, that's going to be one thing. I'm gonna, <laughs> well, because what did what did the PS3 had? The PS3 had the six axis. 
This started off with this. Well, remember the original one was the banana controller. Oh, the boomerang that, one. That boomerang, that boomerang yeah. controller. And then, and then Sony kind of doubled back and said, "All oh, right, here's the six Hang axes." Hang on, was that was that boomerang controller? Was that actually legit, or was that just a prototype that never made it to? Well, it was actually showed, so at E3 2005, yeah. when Ken Kudaragi, the father of PlayStation, went on stage and debuted the PS3 in front of the audience, um, the boomerang was the official controller, yeah. right? It was actually advertised to be the next controller. And then subsequently, with all the, all the, back the backlash flash. and everything, yeah. for E3 2006, when Sony formally unveiled the PS3 again, um, yeah, the six-axis was debuted. You had the more traditional kind of DualShock-style controller, but uh, if you remember, the original PS3 controller, the six-axis, didn't have uh, any rumble mm. because um, there was an ongoing dispute with the with one of the companies uh, behind the uh, rumble kind of patents. So Sony kind of made it, played it out to say, "Oh, rumble is so last-gen. You know, motion controls is the future." And um, but yeah, that it didn't take long for Rumble to come back in the DualShock Four, uh, DualShock Three, a couple of years later. Well, I mean, uh, uh, when I first got my PS4, it took me a while to adapt to the new controller design, and I thought that the um, the touch panel, I'm like, this is the most stupid thing ever. Like, I'm never gonna use it. <laughs> um, and I wouldn't say that I like have, am thrilled have with you come having around? the touchpad, but like, I can totally see its uses. Like, I would love to have, um. Yeah. Things like, uh, um, like let's say you're uh, playing something like, uh, give me a game. Uh, God, God of War. War. Okay, so maybe you can kind of like flick on the touchpad to kind of like throw like some darts or something. Like, I don't, you know what I mean? Like just kind of like so, some sort of like, you know, secret shadow tactic or whatever. Mm. Like in, in, in any game, it might be like, or um, if, 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 if you're doing like a... Need for Speed or something, and you're about to like you know, yeah, r- like run away from the cops or like if you're trying to run away from the cops, like you you can kind of like swipe on the touchpad to um you know release like a um a smoke screen of some sort, like you know what I mean, like like I don't yeah. know, I just really think that well, things like I that think, could um, well, obviously th- these are just stupid ideas that I'm coming off with off the top of my head, but I've I de- I definitely well, can see the use I of think, it. I think what I'm really excited for is the fact that. Unlike Nintendo, which releases a lot of games that takes advantage of, you know, the the Nintendo kind of unique control features, Sony really doesn't have games like that that kind of show off all these new features, you know. You know, when the Xbox One came out, uh, Forza was a really great demonstration of how the adaptive triggers can make it, you know, give you a bit more feedback when it comes to, you know, driving, you know, feeling the acceleration of the different surfaces and stuff. So what Sony's doing this time around is is uh, releasing a, a game called Astro's Playroom as a as like a like a pack-in not pack-in it's kind of preloaded on all the PS5 systems and it's going to be like a couple of hours long and it's designed to kind of show off the features of the system and the controller so, so I think that, that's like going to be interesting was, to... was it 1-2 Switch? it's a bit like that? Well, yeah, sort of like one two switch, but included, like Wii Sports, but included. Um, because in some countries, Wii Sports wasn't included. Um, it was. Yeah, I, I, I definitely. That I think it would a, be good uh, for that. I thought that Wii Sports was like a pack-in. It, it probably it was here and in a lot of the world, but I think some countries didn't have it as a pack-in. Uh, which I think I think that game sold systems, right? Well, I mean, yeah, because like there were people literally buying Nintendo Wii consoles for like senior citizens just to kind of like get them up and moving sort of thing like mm. in like uh, retirement the homes 
because the like on the PS PSVR um, Astrobot. So Astrobot being the kind of de facto mascot the for the mascot. Uh, the PlayStation VR Astrobot, who had the Astrobot Rescue Mission game, which is kind of like a, a, a great title that showed off the capabilities of the PlayStation VR. Like this is kind of like a like a follow up to that, and it's it's kind of um, it's ideal that it's it seems really ideal that it, he's kind of the mascot for the PS5 as well uh, and is kind of designed to show off what the controller can do like that's really really awesome I think um, I don't know I, I, I wonder what Microsoft will do but I'm I'm just afraid that it's just going to be like um, like another like oh yeah here's what oh look here's what Gears of War will do this time around or something rather than like an I mean, impact, no, actual no, experience not to, not to piss it. off the Gears fans who are listening but is Gears of War even relevant these days <laughs> I I, like, like, genuinely, like, I'm not, oh, I'm not a fan is, of it. I haven't even been seeing, like, marketing It is, but it's more it so recently. story. It's not a multiplayer juggernaut like it used to be. I'll put it that way. Yeah, because, like, the, the last game, Ge- Gears it's, of War game more, that I yeah, heard, like, story. was big. Was, was it Gears of War 5? Yeah, Gears and, 5. And when yeah. was that? Uh, 2018, I think. Oh that, oh, that wasn't that long ago. So I, here yeah, I'm thinking but, it was, like, I mean, 2015 that, or telling something. That, yeah, but you got to understand it was the same year that God of War came out. So a lot of people, like it's maybe in another year would have been relevant, but with a, with with the with a year where there's a lot of other games that came out then, because I when did yeah I'm pretty sure it was yeah God of War was 2018. Yeah, I don't know what else. I'm saying that it was such a good year for games, and I can't think of another game that came out that year. So, <laughs> oh, Red Dead Redemption Two came out that year. Mm. That's right. That's the thing. Like when you got these two big story-heavy games, like Gears of War being a story-heavy shooter, I don't think really cut it. And its multiplayer didn't have the legs that, like a lot of other games. Like that was the year that kind of, I think it was the second year that Fortnite was kind of a major thing. So, yeah, it's uh, not a good look for a once great shooter franchise to not really garner much yeah. attention. Yeah. But you know, Halo Infinite could be a big, like, Halo sold systems. Halo 3 sold systems. Um, I can see Halo Infinite being a really big win for Microsoft if um, 343 Industries can deliver on the promise of, you know, grand scale and technical detail and stuff. And Halo 3 on PC on the Master Chief Collection has gotten a lot of good reviews. So, you know, here's hoping that 343 has an ace up its sleeve with Halo Infinite on the Series X. Yeah, I, I definitely always kind of like, you yeah, know... But- um, I guess when uh when 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 Microsoft kind of like split up from Bungie here, I'm thinking like you know what's gonna happen with Halo, and it's like you know, it's not exactly a game that I kind of like you know start lining up to to purchase kind of thing, but at, mm. at least I kind of like um have a lot of respect for it as you know Microsoft's big like you know franchise kind of thing, um. I put like uh, yeah. everyone. Everyone knows that you know I I like racing games. So like it's it's the Forza series that I kind of like hang out for. Yeah. But you know, um, I've I've, yeah. I've got a lot of respect for you know three four three um for you know keeping the series kind of like Industries. you know fresh and exciting kind of thing. They kind of like do things that weren't really done. Like the original games were more like you know um, oh go out and save the world and fight the 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 Oh, oh, like is it fair to just call them aliens Ali- like let's let's say aliens right um <laughs> yep, and, yep and so like yes it what was like great anyway? for its time but like it was so 
Yeah. Um, like I, I can't play the original Halo campaign anymore because it just it it, it is a bit repetitive. Um, whereas like if you look yeah. at like the the games that have, was also if you look at the games that have been done under three four three, time. um, you know they kind of like go yeah, into a way more in detail in, into, um, you know the whole concept of you know the flood. Uh, they 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 have like a a proper. Like the origins, a and proper stuff. symbiotic relationship. But I don't know, man. Halo Cortana Four was and, very and, and Master Chief. Halo Four was very repetitive. You think so? I I don't know. I, I... Yeah, man. I, Halo Four was. I think the game was too long. It just had too too many bits that dragged. Like, and, 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 too many and, and repeated that's the thing. Like, missions. I, and stuff. I liked the fact that they kind of like expanded a lot of the lore and and things like that. So I don't know. Like I I, I think I prefer like the newish campaign. I like the more. story and stuff. Yeah. Of it, but just some of the. Some of the campaign stuff was a bit. Oh well, too that's always been the case, but I, th- I think yeah. it's a, like the story that kept me going was it. Whereas in the original, it's like I couldn't really find much to to think about. But you, you like you know yeah. me, I'm not really like big <laughs> into my like first person shooter games anyway. Like I, 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 I still think that like you know, yeah. um, you know, Call of Duty Modern Warfare is like the pinnacle of like a, an FPS campaign, and that hasn't been topped yet. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, fair enough, man. Like, I, 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 I like the campaign for Halo Five, so I am very interested in Halo Infinite. I really do dig Master Chief's kind of arc. I do like the lore. There's such a rich lore to the Halo games, so I really think um it would be like an awesome opportunity for three four three with Halo Infinite. Speaking of Microsoft and uh, Xbox, got some more good news coming um, Xbox uh, players' way. So. If you guys aren't aware, um, Microsoft has a has Xbox Live, which it's which is kind of like your the 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 part the kind of the subscription you need to sign up for to play online on Xbox systems, and then it's also got Game Pass, which is kind of like its game streaming service, a la Netflix. So what uh, Microsoft's doing is combining both services into one, which is called just Game Pass Ultimate, and now Game Pass Ultimate subscribers will also get free access to Project X Cloud, which is Microsoft's cloud-based game streaming, where you're you're not actually downloading the game onto your system and playing it locally, you're actually streaming it live from a server somewhere. So um, Project X Cloud, which is due to launch in September, will be included as part of the Expo- uh, as part of the Game Pass Ultimate subscription, and uh, existing subscribers won't need to pay any extra, so it's included free of charge. Now Microsoft hasn't made it clear about pricing of project x cloud if you were to have it separately and the other interesting thing to note is that microsoft has stopped selling a 12 month subscriptions to xbox live like up front now like directly from itself you can still get cards and stuff from jb and you know online retailers and stuff oh, like that's, that that's that's good because that's, that's that's that's, that's yeah. the way that i normally get my subscription so so like what, yeah. what, but some people what, get what it directly it anyway um nothing so far you can still get the one month and three month um kind of subscriptions but i think like i'm i'm hazarding a guess that it's kind of a way to encourage people to just get game pass ultimate because if you're looking for a long-term kind of commitment you know for a similar price if you get game pass ultimate you can get a lot more value and and it also means that microsoft can lock you in you know potentially for a higher subscription for a longer period of time if you forget to subscribe or if you are uh, to cancel your subscription or if you choose to stay subscribed to the service like what do you, what do you think about the move um well i've always been against like these kind of like you know sub- you know game passes or like um 
I think on like EA's got the Origin access. Like I'm I'm not fond of these. I do not like the idea of spending you know X amount of money per month to effectively like rent a game. I mean that's technically what we're doing, right? We're we're doing that anyway. When you buy a game off Steam or something, you're you're buying a license to the game. Yeah, you yeah, you're you're, you're buying game. a license, but for the most part, like like unless we're talking like very um you know exceptional circumstances you're getting the game and you're mm. having it forever right whereas like with with this xbox game pass i'm not touching it i i've not even done like the the one dollar for one month trial like i'm refusing to do it because it's like i don't like the idea that like a game can disappear at any time i'm not the type of person who yeah. enjoys playing like a wide variety of games so i feel like if i was to get something like you know xbox game pass i'm probably only gonna want to play like two or three yeah. games anyway so like i'd rather like spend the the 60 70 dollars to buy that game up front and like i can play that for yeah. years to come so yeah, uh, so you, you you'd stick to that i guess we're not the type of people for it yeah like we're not the type who kind of we're not we're not game grazers where we try a bit of everything we're kind of more focused and we'll play like one or two games and we'll just play that a lot. And we're happy to pay up front for it. Yeah, like, like I could see a use for it. Uh, how, how would I best explain it? But you, you, know how, you know how EA has like their origin access, right? If they did like mm. a kind of like a, a, a season pass for like, okay, so let's say that, you know, FIFA's going to cost you 60 bucks, Madden's going to cost you 60 bucks, NBA Live's going to cost you 60 bucks, right? That's 180 bucks. Yep. But if you kind of work that out yep. at over a 12-month period, I'm just trying to do the math in my head, 180 divided by 12 mm. a month is like, like 15. 15 bucks a, mo- a month. So if, if they charge like, you know, 12.99 per month and you have mm. unlimited access to all three of those games, something like yep. that, right? Yeah. Like, that would be amazing. Um, but, like, the thing is, like, like I personally wouldn't get it because, again, like, I don't like the idea of, like, those kind of systems. But at least you can kind of, like, pay that. And then as soon as, you know, okay, so FIFA 21's about to drop, Madden 21's about to drop, you know, as soon as the next game is eligible, like, um, as soon as the next game is, like, about to release, you, like, you don't even need to worry about buying it because you're already hooked up to that service. Like, at yeah. least in that case... So for people like that... At least that. in that case, that makes sense to me, like, as a consumer... Um, whereas like something with, yeah. with, with like Xbox Game Pass, it's like, there's so many games and genres in there that it's just like, to me, 80% of them aren't going to be ones that I play. Um, like, like we've all got backlogs, right? Like, I yeah, feel like I'm just going to look at the, the fact that a game is there. And like, the only thing <laughs> that would make me want to play it is if Microsoft come out and say, we're pulling this game from yeah. the service. So, yeah. I mean, like, 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 what do you, what do you, what do you it think about that? kind of adds to the clutter. It's like Netflix watch lists and stuff. Everyone's got like so many movies and shows that yeah. they'll never get around to watch until like they get the alert saying, oh, this is leaving Netflix next month. Make sure you watch it. Mm. So, yeah, I, I can see that. But the other other thing that, um, I, I don't know, I'm kind of bittersweet about it is the fact that Microsoft, like Phil Spencer in the same Xbox Wire post uh, also said that um, Microsoft is kind of committed to making sure that it's first party games the first party games coming out over the next couple of years to quote it to quote him are not going to be xbox series x exclusives so they're going to be xbox one and xbox series x kind of compatible like what do you think about the idea of not having exclusives for your for a brand new system is that not a good thing i i don't see it well i i see it from the perspective of 
if I'm going to spend this money on a new console, I want an experience that can only be had on this well, console. Well, let's 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 justify that then. Like why 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 is it why is it a bad thing? I'm I'm like I'm keen to hear your opinion. Well, cuz on... yeah, because if cuz the way I see it is that when you focus it, it's like resources, right? If you focus on a specific spec of system, mm. you can you can devote every single resource you have available to getting the most out of that system. As soon as you try and split your attention, split your resources, split your money, what's going to happen is you you're going to get like you're going to have to cater to the lowest common denominator, which is like an which is like a launch Xbox 1, right? Now, I think that if I'm if I'm the perspective of someone who's like I've just spent this much money on a brand new system, I want to feel justified in buying the system with a game that I could not actually experience on an older system, right? Like, I want to feel justified in the purchase I made. You know, I want that, uh, I want that w- game to... Wouldn't you to... have that anyway? Like, I mean, we're talking about systems that are... Well, not we're to talking the... about systems that are vastly superior to, like, the current models... So yeah, but you you but you're not gonna get you're you're still gonna be ham you're still gonna be held back by the fact that they had to make the AI you know the programming or the the textures or you know the 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 loading and things like that had to work on an OG Xbox One, so there had to be some some like kind of compromise made for uh, when I could have a like I've got a brand new system that's got all this extra power and I want the developers to show me what the system is capable of and not be held back. How are they being held back? How are Sorry? they being held back? I don't understand like where So say because if you're going to be if you're going to if you've got a set amount of resources, you're going to have to split it between making stuff work on an old system and making stuff work on the new system. Yeah, but this right? has been happening so for So you're like, going to have limitations because this, this has been happening for decades now. We've we've had like like cases of um, a game has come out on like one console towards the end of its life, and then either the next year it's come out on the, the it's like that console's successor, or they've come out on like around the same time, like Grand Theft Auto Five came out on the PS Three and the Xbox Three Sixty right before the um the PS Four yeah. and Xbox One were due. Then yeah. we got like upgraded yeah. versions of that game. Um, a couple of years the, later, the Last yeah. of Us, the original, but they're still the held Last back by the design. game design of yeah. But then the games are held like Uncharted. Like I haven't played Uncharted Four, but Last of Us plays animates looks like a PS3 game. It doesn't look like a PS4 well, game. Well, I mean, I mean, I mean it, it was version. an early PS4 title. Like, we're, to- like we're talking about... No, it, it was... Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So it came I, I out just, I, I, in I don't, late PS3. I don't think I can agree with you, or, like, 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 with your... With your with yeah, your well, we'll put it this way. A game that's, like, a, a game that's exclusive to Xbox Series X only would have all of its development be taken... Like, all of its game design and everything taken into consideration only the Xbox Series X and its capabilities, yeah. right? If, for example, I wanted to put in, say, a complex AI system where the enemies are super intelligent and can understand it, but that system relies entirely on having that extra horsepower, yeah. right? When I go to make the game and then I get the brief saying, oh, wait a minute, I have to make it work on the Xbox One, there's not enough... When They're not going to make two separate versions of the game, 
right? Because that's just going to cost too much money and, and a lot of wasted resources. So what they're going to have to do is they're going to have to make a compromised, a watered-down version of the game. Maybe because the, like, you know, maybe the levels were designed around having intelligent enemies or something or the lighting or something like that that couldn't be done on an original Xbox One or, like, an older system. So it's compromised. No, it's, it's not compromised. I, 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 I don't know how you can say that. I... Well, of course there it's compromised. There has never been a case... Running. You've got to there make... There has never been a case you, where we've had, yeah, like, have... a, a crappy version of a game on a better console. Like, I mean, I remember seeing, like... Um, I'm not saying you're going to have crappy versions. I'm saying that you could have better versions of the game. But why would it not be as good? But that's the, the, that, that, but that potential, that high potential like, for the you, game... Can you give me a specific example where this has happened in the past? Can you, you give mean? me a specific example in the past where this has happened that makes you feel like it's going to happen again as we make the jump to the new console? What do you mean? What specific well, example? Like, what, a cross-platform game? Like, or I want what? you to give me an example of where, let's say we're talking like the PS4 where a, a new PS4 game was held back because it was also coming out on the PS3. Well, like, you could talk about games like Need for, C- Need for Speed Most Wanted. You could talk about well, games like... Well, Need for Speed like, Most Wanted didn't come out on PS, the PS4. PS4. No, not ta- I'm not talking about PS4. I'm talking about consoles in general. The Xbox 360 version, the, like, Call of Duty on the Xbox 360 versus, you know, a game that would have come out on Xbox. You know, things... Not Call of Duty. Um, X- yeah, that was a launch title, actually, Xbox... Um, like if Call of Duty for example a game like Call of Duty 2 which was an Xbox 360 I think it was a launch title if not it was very close to launch if that game was also being developed for PS2 or Xbox guaranteed that the um, the development resources would have been allocated more towards making it run on an Xbox like an OG Xbox and an o- and a PS2 rather than for the 360 because you would have the consideration of well we've got this idea for the game however we can't realize the full potential of it because we've got to dedicate a whole bunch of resources to make the game run on xbox and ps2 so by not having it run on those systems by not even aiming for those like not even aiming for like running on an old system means that you're not hamstrung by trying to make a game like make the games what the design of it the like the art artistic design, the programming design, the level design. You're not you're not being limited by running making it run in an. I just system. I just I just don't feel that that's the case. I don't think developers are actually sitting there going, mm, how do we actually make the game run on both consoles? I feel like they know they like by that by of by, course no, they are. That, by that point they would understand of course, the architecture. That's how game development but works. I, I feel like by that point game developers would have like an understanding of like the old architecture and they're still trying to like learn the new like system. That's why like as we progress through generations, and I'm not even talking about like old versus new here. I'm talking about how a game like Drive Club, which came out early on in the PS, uh, PS4's lifespan, doesn't look as good as a game like Assetto yeah. Corsa Competizione. Like, it's it's clear that as developers get more... And, and look, both of those titles are only available on the PS4 slash Xbox One or only PS4 in the case of Drive Club. But, yeah. like, the the further we get into a console's lifespan, the, the, the better games look. The games get better each and every, every yes, year. Yes, but the games could start off at a higher point if all the resources were dedicated to just taking advantage of what's in the new system. I, uh, I, I just, I, I personally just can't follow like that kind of logic. Well, like I, well, think of resources, right? Everything's based on resources, yeah? 
Like if you if you're trying to save money, you're gonna have you're gonna have a design brief for a game, right? Now you have to think of the systems the games are gonna run on. There's no point making a game that um, has all these awesome systems, but it relies on having a certain level of hardware, right? And that you you it won't make financial sense to put the same um, to just make that game on like one system unless like a uh, a platform holder is supporting you to do it because it just financially doesn't make that sense. So as soon as you try to split your resources, you're going to have to work off what's the largest inst- like you're going to have to work off what's the simplest game design we can make that'll work on both systems. Like you know, PS4 at its PS4 with all the like years of like years of experience working on it, right? But there's still a there's still a limit to what the PS4 can do. So a game that's purely designed for a PS5 can shake off all the restrictions of the PS4 and 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 think exclusively of what can be like for example like in the chat with Jeff Keighley, Eric Lempel who from PlayStation said that the new um the new Ratchet and Clank game could not actually be run on a PS4 because the PS4 can't load in the levels as quickly as the SSD on a PS5 sure. right now, yeah, so if a game like Ratchet & Clank was being developed right now, but Sony said, you need to make sure that the same game comes out on PS4 and comes out on PS5 on the same day, guaranteed, they're going to say, well, we're not going to go and make two different, compl- we're not going to go and make two completely different games and put the same name on the box. We're going to have to work off the the least powerful system and make a game that works on that and then scale it up make it look pretty on the other but game on the other wouldn't, system wouldn't the developers just turn around and go look we can't get this running on a ps4 like let's cancel that version and put all our resources now into a ps5 build like well that's what i'm saying but why but why would they say that because the old system can't run it right so they want to they don't want to compromise on their vision yeah, yeah but i feel like you're talking like the, the like the ps4 and the xbox one are like primitive they're not they're, they're like they are they are so primitive mate. So? this is an this is a huge leap in performance the xbox one and ps like the xbox one and ps4 they are like they are running PC hardware from 2010. Well, yeah, mate. they're, like, they're, they're seven really, or eight years old, yeah. old by this point. Even when they came out, even when they came out, they were outdated. They were very underpowered even when they came out. So these two consoles right now that are coming out, they are much more like I'll put it this way: relatively speaking, the Xbox 360 and PS3 to PS4 was that jump was smaller than PS4 to PS5. Sure, yeah, I agree with that. That's a way smaller jump because the the like the hardware going into the the new consoles is on par with like top end PC yeah. hardware which hasn't happened for a couple of mm. generations right so you like in the like in the example you just said the the developer wouldn't want to compromise their vision for the game by trying to hamstring two versions of it right but the thing is what if the if a company says no if Microsoft turns around and says no we know that's what you want to do but you have to make this game run on an OG Xbox one then uh, uh, then ninja theory or whatever is going to turn around and be like okay guys we've got this much money and this much time we can't make that super duper game that'll only run in a series x we're gonna have to take some things that we like and just 
we're just going to go bit down to basics and 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 make gameplay and make graphics and stuff that can run on an Xbox One, and then for the Xbox Series X version, we'll we'll just make better textures or we'll scale it up. But you can't change the fundamental game because that relies on process. That relies on you can you can make a, a 1080p image look like a 4K image through scaling, right? But you can't make a simple you can't make simple AI routines into advanced AI routines because that actually literally requires so much more power. Yeah. You can't scale that up artificially. You need to have the power with you. So that's why I'm saying that I'm I'm disappointed in this from the point of view of innovation. I'm you know I'm happy from the point of view of like a console owner who can't afford to or can't get their hands on the new system straight away from that point of view it's awesome but if you're an early adopter and you really you you die you're like a diehard for new new systems when they come out i would be disappointed to see that the games that i've that i'm playing i could have just played just the same on, on my old console like i want a game that kind of like slaps me in the face and says yes you made the right decision this is what the next generation is capable of uh, well, well, and we get those games later in the system right that it takes a couple of years down the track developers get a lot more experience games look better right but if you're if you're on day one and you just got the new console you know it would be great to have a game that you can say you know what this game i wouldn't be able to play on my older system i'm glad i got this new system well i mean i i, I don't know what to say to that i mean if, if you're honestly getting to the point where you're feeling skeptical about buying the new consoles on or like may, maybe wait a bit i know for a fact that you know until like, the only game that's going to make me want to buy a PS5 at this stage is Gran Turismo 7. And I'm thinking that, you know, yeah. and, and unless that's confirmed as a launch title, I probably will be sticking with the PS4 and the Xbox One just for a little while longer. Because, yeah. like, like like you say, I'd normally, you know, let the consoles come down in price. I personally don't have, like, um, you know, as much money, let's say, as other people do. So, like, I, I personally like to wait for good... good. Well, it's not, no, a, it's no, not no, the no, main I'm, priority I'm, I'm for saying, you to like, kind in, of put your money aside well, and like, save Like, in my position, I prefer to kind of, like... Because especially now, like, consoles don't, don't come wait. out in bundles anymore. You just get the console itself. Yeah, and you know, with you know, with the with the yeah. situation that the world is in at the moment, you know, I don't want to be dropping like seven hundred bucks on a on a system. Or what I'm assuming seven hundred, yeah. let's say, but I don't want to be dropping that much yeah. on a console. Whereas, like someone else might be like, you know what, seven hundred bucks? Yeah, I'm ha- I'll happily put yeah, that. Yeah, gar- guarantee. System. Like, but I want to gain. I want to feel like the money I put in, I'm getting. But like, value. we will have cases of stores being sold out of stock. Oh, 100 percent, and and especially like, given. The situation now where everyone's at home they, they're dying for mm. entertainment you know but i mean as of like and supplies being limited as i've stuff, alluded so. to on previous episodes though i don't have a switch so maybe by the time you know yep. the new consoles come out the switch will be down to like 300 dollars or whatever whether in a sale or if it's yep. been marked down or whatever maybe that's the time where i'll buy a switch mm. instead of getting the, the the new xbox well that's the thing like i'm just saying speaking for someone who loves who would love to get a console on day one? I'd love to have a game that, like, when I when I played um, when I played Forza Five, mm. I was like, hell yeah, because I know that this game could not have been made on the Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty, and I was glad that it didn't come out on Three Hundred and Sixty because it would have compromised the Xbox One version of the game because of all the new features and the new like the processing power and things like that. So. For me, I, I, like I, I was like, hell yeah! Like this is awesome that Microsoft's full on committed to the new system, 
Um, but another person who might have been like, you know what, I'm not going to get my, I'm not going to get an Xbox One at launch. I'm going to get it a couple of years down the track. They probably would have been bummed out that the new Forza wasn't on Xbox 360. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so it's all about. I mean, I mean, you got to think like, how many people are going to be early adopters? Like, like, what is the return of it? Like, oh, millions. Millions sure, of people. Sure, but, but every, like, how many? Like, like com- yeah. compare the number, like the number of people who are going to be buying the new consoles versus the amount of people who already have the current consoles like it's like yeah yeah that's the thing that's the business case right that's the business argument of it yeah and i get that but as in in terms of the emotional investment these are the hardest of the Mm. hardest core of your fans you know it's great to have something that that they can really sink their teeth into that they feel justified in in purchasing the new console and not just for an emotional reason but to actually like kind of say you know what this game couldn't have been done on my older system. This is a like a justification for this. Yeah, system. and and and, I'm this, so and this glad always happens. This, system this, this always happens with new consoles, yeah. where we will get a yeah. year or two of games still coming out on both consoles, and whether they do kind of like impact on yeah. performance, like like you said, like it's like it look, look for all I know, it like it is true, but I'm just saying, like you know, you still need to kind of like cater for people who aren't, you know. Um, oh, of course, like, of course. Is, is it true I mean, that, you, you is it true that them, Ubisoft but... was still releasing Just Dance on the Wii as of this year? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because there's, inst- there's still a massive install base. Because, like, there's, what, 200 million Wiis around yeah. there or something in the world? Like, even 1% of that, even 0.1% of that is, like, a million copies or 20 million co- Like, you know, something ridiculous. Like, w- let's say 1% is 2 million... Like, if there were 200 million Wiis... That's, and one percent of the people, one um, percent of Wii owners buy the game. That's still two million yeah. people. You know, two million people. I'd say forty dollars for the game in America because it's not a full mm. price game. Two times. That's still eighty million dollars um, yeah. right there. You know what I mean? So, I guess that's why um, Ubisoft mm. did do that. Speaking of uh, Ubisoft, the French uh, French media <laughs> conglomerate. Like, I'm not just gonna say games because Ubisoft's like all over stuff, but Ubisoft's come under a lot of fire in the last couple of weeks regarding months, years of really shitty behavior being encouraged at its various studios and even at its headquarters. Three major uh, executives have been asked to leave or have resigned from Ubisoft following um, an internal investigation recently. So uh, Chief Creative Officer uh, Sergei Haskoet Hasco, uh, the managing director of uh, Ubisoft's, uh, sorry, um, the chief creative officer, so the the person with whom the buck stops. If your game is in danger of getting cut or in danger of not getting passed through, if from what the reporting suggests is that Sergey says like, yes, it's good, it's a good game, then you get greenlit. If if he says it's a bad game, then you you you're gone. Like that's that's like how important this role was, um, and we've also got the managing director of a lot of Ubisoft's Canadian studios, so Yanis Malat, and the global human, sorry, the global head of human resources, Cecile Cornet. Um, all three of them have stepped down from their positions. That also comes on the top of former Splinter Cell and Far Cry creative director Maxime Belland resigning, as well as um, Assassin's Creed. Valhalla creative director Ashraf Ismail also stepping down following some allegations of misconduct. It's a very worrying sign that so many so many people have left that company in such a short amount of time. It just kind of 
hits home just how widespread the issues were at Ubisoft. Like, do, do you... What do you think about that situation? Like, and do you think it's more common than we think? It's, um... It's definitely something that is uh, yeah. worrying. You know, we, we, we think about, like, just completely off the topic, because I don't want to address too much, like, the allegations themselves. There's not much that I personally can hmm. add to the conversation. But just generally speaking, yeah. like, we hear about, you know... Why are there not like um enough like women in games development and then and then we hear mm. stories like this you know just how widespread there are like I, I remember when um these sorts of like issues were coming out a few weeks ago I I would be seeing like a lot of um women in games on Twitter like when I say women in games I don't just mean like developers but also you know streamers or you know Me, um, um, voice actors or like whatever it might be right. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, they'd, they'd always be saying things like how at, like, events and things like that, when they're networking, like, you know, um, we'd be talking about, like, events that are in, like, a bar or something where there's alcohol. So it's like, you're kind of, like, making an environment where, look, and I'm not, I'm not blaming necessarily, like, people who drink for, like, things like this, but obviously, like, you know, higher levels of alcohol can, like, you know, amplify this sort of behavior. So, yeah, but, like, just the whole I don't know, idea man. I don't is, think like, that's you an know... Excuse. I, I just... No, no, look, I'm not trying to make an excuse. I'm just saying, like, these sorts of, like, um, for what it's worth, like, alcohol can, like, ex- exacerbate, like, someone's behavior, right? You you agree with that, yeah? Yeah, I can see that. Like, if you have someone who's, like, naturally more aggressive, if they are drunk, like, they're probably going to be, like, a little bit more aggressive than they normally are, right? Can be, but I, I feel like there were... I don't know. It, they can work differently for different people. So yeah. Well, um, again, I'm I'm getting I'm getting off track. But I mean, the point I'm trying to make is that you know, we're talking about like a, an environment that from top to bottom like um, encourages lewd there, behavior. There, there, there's just a rampant level of you know Shitty abuse behavior. here. So like, I have no. I was about to say I have no sympathy. Um, I have like no idea like how. Um, we can like stop this. Like it's just because like if it's happening, like if your boss is like basically a serial Fucking abuser, dickhead. Yep. Like you can't exactly say like you're fired because they're the boss. Like they'll fire you if you. Well, I think like... they need to. I think that's the thing. The 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 worst part about all of this is that. The, no, I'm saying the... he he had to step down. Yeah, that's he wasn't what I'm fired. saying. That's down. how fucked up it is. Is that the head of HR in the entire company is one of these people. So obviously, you're not gonna feel secure in going through the HR process because the people involved in it are also in on the behavior and don't see mm. it as a problem. Like that's what's fucked up about it, man. And that's why that's why I don't like Eve Gamo came out and said, "Oh, you know, I'm gonna take over as the chief creative officer. I'm gonna personally oversee efforts to make things better." But it's like, hang on a second, mate. You're the fuckwit who let all this behavior happen on your watch. Like, what makes you... Number one, if you knew this shit was happening and you let it happen, you're a fucking cunt. Number two, if you didn't know this shit was happening under your nose, then you're a shitty leader who doesn't know what's happening in his company. Why are you fit to lead? Like, I think Eve Guimau should be resigning as well. Because clearly he is not fit to lead such a company. He can't say that he was an innocent party because if he's innocent, he's incompetent. And if he's complicit, he's a like he's a bad person to be there. He should not be part of that company anymore. Like I, I don't know, what do you think? Should he be a part of it? Uh, I, I, I don't have that uh, strong an opinion. Let's say, but uh, I, 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 I don't know. Like 
because the thing is, like, like if, if you're going to ask me, like, you know, should he be there, if I say he shouldn't, like, who replaces him kind of thing, is it is it another abuser? I'm like, sure there are say? plenty like, of people... Well, that's the thing. Like, we need to weed out all these people. Like, people... Yeah. Like, it's good that people are speaking out and bringing this stuff to attention. I, and I, I really I know. Hope, I, I, fu- I fully support that. And I really hope that people take the time out to call out... You know, who cares? If that means, like, 60% of the workforce gets, like gutted out of ubisoft good because that's what we need we need these Mm. shitheads these dickheads these moles these turds to be weeded out so that the people who really want to make a difference who really want to do their jobs well and not make other people feel like shit they should be the ones in positions of power they should be the ones getting the credit for the work not these dickheads these oh fuck I, i hate that like oh uh, let me give all these scapegoats away, and then I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna ride on in as if I, as if I'm the savior. Fuck off, Eve Gimo. Eve Gimo, fuck you. Fuck off. Anyway, that's that's what I wanted to say, uh, very calmly. Oh, and also Ubisoft held its Ubisoft Forward event. Um, it announced um, uh, Far Cry 27, Assassin's Creed. Um, regurgitation and Watchdogs Legionnaires disease. Yeah, some really original uh, games there. I don't really have much to say other than all those games look very boring and tired. What do you think, Christian? Um, first off, did you mean to say Far Cry Twenty Seven? I didn't realize where the other twenty six games came from. Oh no, they. Uh, I'm sure some one of Ubisoft's twenty million studios made the other twenty six <laughs> games, farted them out. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, no. no the in all seriousness, was, Far Cry Six. Assassin's Creed Valhalla and Watch Dogs Legion. Uh, BS. Um, Christian, no, the other think? thing I was going to say is that, um, like, yes, they are looking like um, the same old tried and true like games as normal. Like, I mean, I, I personally have just kind of, like, not really been any, interested in anything Far Cry for a very long time. But uh, that was until I saw um, Giancarlo Esposito pop up on the... Um, uh, on, on, the, on the trailer for Far, Far Cry Six, I, <laughs> yeah. I would I would definitely say that because I used to watch a um a short-lived show that he starred in called mm. Revolution. Have you heard of that? Okay. Oh, it sounds familiar. Um, not a lot of people familiar? watched it, but um, he kind of played like a um the leader of like a um uh, what would be the because there was like the like resistance faction and he was like sorry like a civil war. Um, yeah, because, like, the whole, the whole idea of the show, like, I won't get too much into it, but it was, like, um, the, the United States basically, oh, like, was in a after, post-electricity... After all, the, all the electricity was, like, cut off. Yeah, right? so, um, ah, yeah, uh, the, 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 the idea was, like, he was the, um, the, the leader of, like, the kind of, like, uh, I guess you would, like, because uh, I can't, there was a name for it, but, like, it was akin to, like, what we would call, like, the, you know, the conservative, it was, like, an allegory for the conservative government kind of thing. Um, yeah, like, they were trying yeah. to, like, maintain, like, family values and things like that. But, obviously, the show had more seedy stuff. But, no, like, <laughs> uh, like I've been a big fan of him since then. And, um, oh, nice. obviously, there was, like, Breaking, was Bad, like Breaking Bad as well. Bad he was in... Yeah. Yeah. Well, I saw yeah, him so in, like... um, The Get Down, which was on Netflix. And I saw him mm. most recently in, um, Community. He was good in there mm. as well. And he was in Mandalorian. Um, he had a, uh, a, a nice role in Mandalorian as well. He just... Man, oh, okay. He, he's so, yeah, like... Yeah, yeah. Perfect for that role. I don't know, he's just game. got, like, a nice, like, uh, he's, he's very, like, eclectic, I would say. So, I, I will be interested to, like, keep up to, to with uh, Far Cry 6, because, like, the Far Cry games have been a little bit hit and miss, let's say, but they mm. kind of, like, do, like, 
out, out there things in terms of like narrative structure. So I will, I will be paying attention to that one. Watch Dogs, no, not really. Yeah. I mean, was there a, was there a crew game announced? Who cares? Nah. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I, I shouldn't say that. No, look, there's a lot of the crew fans out there, but I'm not one of them. Yeah. Uh, Hyperscape, I, I kind of like saw like the, the, um, uh, oh, yeah. the logo of it. Like, yeah, it's but like I didn't a, really see. It's like a mirrors. Imagine a. Imagine a reality show set in the future where every single building looks like it's from the Mirror's Edge universe and there's mm. a battle royale taking place on skyscrapers. Like, that's what it kind of looks like. I haven't really played yeah, the beta okay. or anything like that, so I can't comment on the gameplay, but, yeah, it's a, like it's just another one of those, I guess. Well, I mean, a new, a new, a new IP is always something to kind of yeah, it's like good. look forward yeah, to. Yeah, it's good to yeah. look forward to. It's just, yeah, just not another battle royale, like, or, or bring out a battle royale but do something really different which this game doesn't look like it's doing much different like even a lot of the guns and stuff look like they're from Apex Legends <laughs> you know what you know what would be a fun battle royale in my opinion what like an animal simulator battle royale like you just get like a random animal like well, isn't you, know, that you might get like a rat can't you just sorry you just isn't that basically Fortnite because you can get all these costumes and stuff no, no, I don't mean costumes. I mean, like, actually, like, you have to play as, like... Okay, so you, you have to survive as, like, a, a rat. You have to survive, like... <laughs> or, or, yeah, like, like... Like, well, and, like... Oh, okay. Nobody gets to be, like, a completely vicious animal, like a lion or, or, or like, whatever, but... Um, like, it sort of, like, balances out. Like, um, can a snake be, like, a giraffe a game, or whatever? Th- there, was a, there was a game called Tokyo Jungle on PS3, yeah. which is kind yeah. of like that. Like, you start off as, like, a small animal... And then you kind of evolve into other animals, and you got to try and make it as far as you can, um, like uh, to survive. Like, and you kind of yeah, you, like that's, you, you that's the battle royale chihuahua. game. I'll, yeah, that that would that, be a that's, cool that's idea. That's the battle actually. royale game I want to play. I don't want to play like you know, um, you know, we've already got like Fortnite and Apex Legends and Daisy and all this Warz- sort of Warzone you know, and everything. Yeah, I'm not Daisy. No, uh, PUBG enough. is what I meant to say, but yeah, yeah, like there's there's just too many like battle royale <laughs> games to, uh, especially when you're kind of tired of them and dealing with more dickheads like Doctor Disrespect, who's been in the news lately. Oh boy. He uh, had a chat with uh, PC Gamer regarding uh, the kind of aftermath and the circumstances surrounding his banning from Twitch. Now, frankly speaking, when PC Gamer questioned Doctor Disrespect or Guy Beam, as like his real life persona is uh, called, basically he didn't. It, I read his statement as not quite a like a deni- like it was kind of like a I can neither confirm nor deny that I got banned because of some lewd behavior or something that can, you know, like it was kind of like uh, he basically said, oh, I don't want to deal with all this drama, so I'm not even gonna th- think about it. I'm just not even gonna talk about it type thing. Which I think was very weak. Either you say it, or yeah, hundred percent. You know what I mean? Ugh, like, 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 I'm, I'm not really trying to keep up to date with this story because, yeah. like, at this point, I'm just like, there's no way he doesn't know what he's done. Like, there is absolutely yeah. no way, right? Well, I'll, um, I'll, I'll, I'll read out the quote. So this is, um, uh, so this is what Stephen Messner from PC Gamer asked Guy Beam. So basically, you... Okay. I just have one question that's semi-related because there's also this current climate online of people coming forward to share stories of sexual harassment and abuse in the games industry. Twitch recently has banned several streamers who have been outed as sexual harassers, abusers, and otherwise toxic individuals. To your knowledge, 
Is your Twitch ban the result of someone alleging that you harassed, abused, or assaulted them in any way? And this is what Dr. Disrespect said in reply. Listen, I'm not interested in engaging crazy speculation. I've seen all the theories, I've seen all the possible conspiracies, and it's just like, I'm just not interested in engaging that type of stuff. I have a great community of loyal fans and I'm totally not focused on getting and I'm totally focused on getting back and delivering great entertaining content and that's where the focus is. That doesn't seem like a denial nor con- like it doesn't it's not confirming that that's what happened and he's not really, really denying. Vague, like he's deflecting, right? Yeah. Like I think that's a bit weak there. Um if you did nothing wrong, say you did nothing wrong. You know what I mean? That's why I'm just I'm just not um happy with kind of the the reply there. I think it was a it was a yeah. bit of nothing. No, uh, I and, just, and I even just feel, I just feel like he's, and he's, like um, we talked about how Rod Slasher Breslau, who's uh, Slasher's kind of like a very like a very popular industry luminary, like in terms of esports and and streaming and things like that. Like even he's um, refused to say what exactly Doctor Disrespect allegedly did for fear of a defamation lawsuit. So. Um, again, like Dr. Disrespect when asked about Breslau's comment said, I'm not interested in, in engaging in any of that stuff or that crazy speculation. Like, 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 come on. Like, I just find that very weak. Oh, but, but I mean, is, is there anything that like more that he could do? Cause like, yeah. you know, well, I mean, he had his publicist exactly there. Want, yeah. I'm sure but that, like, yeah, you wouldn't Ryan's exactly want him to start, you know, having to worry about like, you know, defamation or anything like that. No, I'm saying this is like Breslau... This is like this was in response to what Breslau said, and and disrespect said I'm not interested in engaging in any of that stuff or that crazy speculation. Like saying that same line again. Like mm. I just like it's too media trained, too safe. Like say like you know, Doctor Disrespect is all about having an opinion, you know, being in your face and saying things that you don't want to hear, but own it when or it comes don't down own to it. the nitty gritty. It's like yeah, it's just I'm sorry. No, that's not me. That's my brand. That's a character. I don't want to get involved in that, blah, blah, blah. Like, that's just... That's well, just I mean, he's, he's, he's used that excuse in the past and yeah. I don't think it can fly in this situation. <sighs> exactly. Like, you know what? I don't even want to talk about him anymore. Like, we'll, we'll, we'll see if there's an update and we'll get some official word from Twitch because at this stage, it's, all, it's still speculation. Twitch still hasn't issued a statement confirming why it's banned Dr. Disrespect. Dr. Disrespect hasn't signed any more exclusivity deals with any other platforms. So there's nothing really going forward from there. So well, how I mean, about we? I mean, if he if he's hmm. if he said like I'm not coming back to Twitch, which to be honest, yeah. if he's getting banned, he shouldn't really have that choice. But yeah, if he, oh, said, he, like, he can't. Um, Twitch said no, you're not coming back. Yeah. Well, yeah. if if that's the case, like, does Twitch really need to give a statement then? Like, like well, he's I, kind I, of accepted that he's. I think it owes that on. to its. Um, I think it owes that to its like its users. I think Twitch owes it to its users to say this is the this is the reason yeah, why we did all. this. Yeah. And, and also, you got to understand like there are you know how many million followers he's got. He's still owed like those people are still owed an explanation. You know, m- mm. a lot of those people are paying money to Twitch. They are customers of Twitch, right? So yeah, I I, I they they should be given an explanation. Oh, well, we'll we'll wait and see if something happens. But I'm getting this feeling like nothing is gonna is gonna come out. Yeah. I th- yeah. I think I think if they were going to do it like literally like th- this was three weeks ago that it happened. It would have happened. If they didn't it was gonna happen. Yeah. It you know what? Been done by now. Yeah, you're right. How about we finish off the news section with a discussion about? I've got the statement here from Metacritic regarding delaying user reviews. So. For those of you in the audience, if if you if you're not aware, 
uh, Metacritic has decided to delay user review submissions for at least 36 hours after uh, the release of a game. Metacritic doesn't say that it was based on any particular game like getting review bombed or anything like that. Like, for example, most recently with The Last of Us Part 2. And in fact, the company says that it's basically based on data-driven research and with the input of critics and industry experts. So it's curious. It's a, it, Would you say it's a coincidence that this happened so soon to such a like a, a big, big game getting review bombed? Um, I'm more thinking like, you know why why was it not already like in place like in place. i definitely feel like you know because this is not the first instance of a game getting review bombed mm. you know and 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 it's it's certainly not even going to be the last like no, no matter what like this nope. is literally putting a band-aid over over a wound that needs ointment like this is just not <laughs> the right solution here i feel like uh well per- personally i don't really put that much weight on user reviews to begin with i feel like you know yeah. um the whole point of metacritic as a site is meant to be like a review aggregator and it seems like you know you go there and it's like this is basically like a collection of like professional reviews and then you've got on the side like user reviews where it's like 10 out of 10 you can get a big sword 10 out of 10 you can do a big shit on on like in your bathroom or whatever like they're literally the most asinine reviews like i don't understand why they are like held in such high regard especially like compared to like critical reviews yeah like it's on the same it's on basically in the same font next to the critics reviews. Yeah, and, and especially we get like the um, you know, in the age of like hype trains, uh, we see like you know, um, games reviewed within minutes of coming out, and we're talking like some games that are like you know several hours long. I would at least look if you're gonna have user reviews, fine, I get it. People want to be able to talk about like you know their passions. I understand that. But if you're going to yeah. have user reviews, can we have, like, some sort of system that kind of, like, shows whether or not, like, someone has... It? Like, okay, so let's look at Metacritic, for example. Have a section on your account, not mandatory, because I've seen people have, like, I've seen people suggest this, but they want it to be mandatory. Don't make it mandatory, but have an option where you can link your Xbox Live or your PlayStation or your Steam account or any other kind of, like, service to your Metacritic account. Mm-hmm. Um... And if, for example, I've decided to play The Last of Us Part 2, right? Yep. If I connect my PSN to Metacritic and I decide to write a review for The Last of Us Part 2, you will see on my profile that, like, how long I've played it for, how many achievements I've got for it, and, you know, like, what my overall percentage completion is, right? Yeah. Um, Or or even just... um, just a little tagline underneath my, like, username that says, like, you know, completed game or, like, you know, um, game completion 43% or whatever it might be, right? Yeah. So at least you know, like, how much of the game I've beaten. Don't make it mandatory like people have said, but at least some sort of thing. Otherwise, and, and kind of, like, have a filter option where, like, anyone who hasn't got, like, um, anything like that, you can kind of, like, filter out their reviews if necessary. I don't know. That's yeah. something that I kind of, like, thought on. Again, I don't really care for user reviews. I don't write any. All my reviews that I write are, you know, professionally written. Uh, but other mm. than that, like, if people really like the idea of it, it's got to be done in a way that doesn't allow people to write. Because but you're also, speaking remember... from a, you're also speaking from a position of, you know, privilege in terms of you've had the ability to 
find platforms that publish your work, you know. What sure, about, yeah. Like, not but, everyone but has like, that There's nothing... There's, there's, well, well I, I would disagree with that because there's nothing stopping you from starting uh, up a WordPress, like a WordPress or, or, or something. Account. I guess that's true. Like, and even, it's like, yes, you, yeah. you, won't have, you won't have the same reach. Even as, writing it in a caption in an Instagram post. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, but here's the thing. Like, review bombing. Do you recall what happened when uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3 came out? Oh, that was a long time ago, man. No. Um, it, it was. was it We're talking the nearly online? 10 years ago. But I recall when that game came out on Metacritic, in the user review section, we were talking about, like, thousands of zero-rated reviews. Yeah. Pretty much the like, gist of them calling them, you know, a, a, a reskin of Modern Warfare 2. Yeah. yeah. Right? The campaign was significantly shorter. The multiplayer maps were, like, not as uh, creative, let's say. Uh, the... Um, the weapons were a little bit kind of like uh, and we had some, like, some were overpowered, others. Were and we like had that really Call of Duty and... live service or whatever that thing was called as well. Mm. Oh man! But yeah. but but yeah, like so so like, review bombing has is at least at, at least that far back. Definitely, I would like I, I I would go out on a limb and say you know it exists even before that. But you know so so this isn't anything new. But like I said, this is putting. This is putting Band-Aid over something that needs ointment. Yeah, yeah, Call of Duty Elite. That's what I'm thinking of. That service that was launched alongside, I think, Black Ops 2 yeah. and then 3. Um, and Modern Warfare 3. Yeah, I'm sure there were people who went... Uh, yeah, and, and I'm sure there were people who were really pissed off about Mass Effect 3 and stuff like that. Like, review bombing is a really dumb way of getting your point across. Why don't you just oh, vote course. with your wallet, you mm. know? That's... Yeah. <sighs> I don't know, man. It's a... That was a pretty, pretty heavy week... A uh, couple of weeks of in news, so I'm just hoping that next week's a bit better, a bit nicer. Uh, I've got some yeah. More positive well, I mean, uh, I, I, mean um, I mean, I mean, we've, we've just had the release of um, Ooblets, which is a, a really yeah, kind yeah, of yeah, like yeah. a when Ooblets uh, popped a lot of shit as well. Did it really? Well, for, uh, I mean, because, I've been, I've been um, seeing nothing. The but, developers, uh, I've been seeing nothing but like, positive Ooblets reactions. Ooblets had a lot game. of like death threats. Um, review, like I don't know if it was review. This but wait, is this because they went to Epic? Yes. Okay, I'm, I'm ignoring that then because, like, I don't care about that. Like, anyone who, can, like, is shitting on this game for going to Epic, like, fuck you. Like, yeah, people are dumb. People yeah. are just dumb and don't understand how business works and that games cost a lot of money to make and mm. people need to eat. Because like, what, what, what does Steam give back? 12%? Uh, no, Steam gives back... So, Steam takes 30% until you get above a million dollars in sales then you you drop yeah. down to 20 um then steam only takes 20 percent whereas epic is um epic only takes 12 percent from the get-go oh it's uh, it's 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 epic. i meant to say epic is what i meant, is what I meant epic to say. is really that's, low yeah 12 percent yeah yeah, yeah that, that's and epic um, has been throwing a lot of money towards getting exclusives and to promoting and and really supporting developers so it kind of naturally makes sense that you'd go to epic as I, th- I think I think exclusive. that's what I think that I think that's what people don't like about it. But the fact that you know, like I said, Epic gives their Epic takes a significantly lower cut than Steam does. So I do not blame yeah. uh, in indie developers for for go- siding with them at all. Because at yeah. the end of the day, like if you're talking twelve percent versus thirty percent, like you just exactly. you just need like one person on Epic versus like three to four people on Steam. Yeah, yeah. Like yes, that's Steam true. does have that's a true. higher user base, but yeah. No, that's true. That's true, man. That's true. But yeah, Ooblets <sighs> is out. Um, Ghost of Tsushima is out. Yep. Uh, I think the new Paper Mario as well. So like, definitely a yep, lot of big releases well. over the past week, yep. no matter what system you're on. Yeah, which is which is good. I think Hyperscape's in open beta, which mm. is good as well. So definitely, you know, we we might not have been as positive on it, but you know, give it a go and, and let us know what you think. 
yeah. and another yeah. week, another week down, another week closer to the release of Tony Hawk's Pro Skater One and Two. That's all I mean. Yep, that's uh, <laughs> fingers crossed. That's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, I'm actually, I've actually, I've actually decided to, to. Um, I would say so. I'm not sure, but I, I've decided to Let actually buy that on two different consoles now. I'll, I'll, I'll be getting it on PC, and I'll be getting it on PS4 as well. I reckon. Because yep. I've got I've got friends who are going to be getting it on PS4. I've got, uh, I, I know I know that you know it's not I know that my cousin switch. will be one getting it on PC as well. But it's like, yep. oh, do I get it? Because like, I'm just worried, man. I get it? Who do I want to play with? You know what? I'm, I'm just worried. getting it on both. I just uh, like Tony Hawk's Pro Skater HD wasn't very good. Yeah, Tony but that, that, that was Skater. a different developer. Yeah, but Tony Hawk's Pro Skater Five, like I'm just worried, man. <laughs> I, I, again, different developer. Like I, I, I genuinely think that this looks good. It's still, it's still the the worrying part is Activision. <laughs> but Wait, to why be is fair, Activision, Activision the has put part? some good money. Um, what? Why, why, why is Activision the worry? Because Activision was the one who signed off on Tony Hawk's Pro Skater uh, HD and Tony Hawk's Pro Skater Five. That's the worrying part, you know. Owning the right, well, like, hey, HD is a different story. But Tony Hawk's Pro Skater Five, like, literally, that was a cash grab. Like, the license was running out, so they're like, "Fuck it, let's put together a Tony Hawk game in like." No, Tony, no, Tony Hawk. Um, Activision actually owns the license for Tony Hawk. Activision owns the name Tony Hawk when it comes to video games. Yeah, yeah, they 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 do. But as yeah. of um, like as of twenty fifteen, the license was about to run out. That's why the mobile the game that came out in twenty seventeen had nothing to do with Activision. They, they they had to reacquire it for the sake of the the new game. Okay, so it's got um. Let's the th- let the thing expire. Oh, that's funny. It must have just got it back. Hence why it um, it's doing this well, remaster. Well, 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 again, that's that's the reason why Tony Hawk's Pro Skater Five bombed because Activision realized that the license was about to expire in twenty fifteen. So they and were like released. to Robomoto, who Robomodo. is basically a, gl- a glorified mobile developer, right? They're like, you well, know I what? Mean, You've got four hey, months to be to fair. Robomoto uh, made Tony Hawk's Ride Shred. Yeah, Ride and Shred well, weren't so. that good. Like they, they they were the peripheral ones where the, the you know the. The control, the skateboard controller you got was like broken. It, <laughs> yep. did, it did not function properly. Um, but yep. but no, like 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 the reason why Tony Hawk's Pro Skater Five specifically bombed, like HD has other issues, but yeah. the reason why Tony Hawk's Pro Skater Five bombed is because the developers at Robomoto were only given about four or five yeah. months to make the yeah, game. Yeah, that's that's not a long time at all. No, it's not. Like you, like you genuinely do need twelve months these days minimum, and that's why yeah. you, you know with um th- and, things like Call of and Duty, how they have Visions. like the f- yeah, and look, Vicarious Visions, they're a great developer. I trust them. Yeah, like, and, and, know, and they're, Vicarious they're, Visions um, did like most well known for the Skylanders games, but also Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy and doing some work on Destiny Two. Like uh, the studio has got some wins, some uh, wins under its belt. So you're right, it is a different developer. Yes, same publisher, but different developer, and hopefully the like hopefully the the amount of time that was given to Vicarious Visions should result in a really good game because th- yeah, those games. I, 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 genu- I really genuinely think we're going to be looking at a good quality game here. Like like I'm I'm going to be trying it out. I'll I'll be writing a review for it, and um, yeah. Biases aside, I think I'll be giving it you know a, 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 a quite a high score. But obviously, I've got to, I've got to like check it out for for real. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, guys. Um, 
That's been another week of news. Um, in terms of what we're going to be, what to look forward to coming up this week, we've got a ton of new content. Should hopefully see a new entry in our monthly multiplayer staff collaboration series. Um, we've also got uh, some streams coming up. So myself on Wednesday night with some Destiny 2. I've got Lucas on Friday night with some more Minecraft. Christian and Lucas playing some more Jackbox on Saturday night. That's going to be a hoot last week was a lot of fun a lot of people a lot of new fans joined us as well and um yeah always yeah, good that's, to have everyone uh, i think it's, it's a cracker having that kind of throughout the week like always look forward to yeah. that i really we really want to hear from you guys so you know if you've got questions if you want to respond to our discussions from this week please do send your um responses to podcast at doublejump.co we'd love to hear what you have to say um and just like a shout out to articles from last week we've got tom writing his review about never song he described it as a fantastical nightmare journey uh, which is you know always something that you want to read about uh, just before you go to bed um, then we had george uh, review super liminal you know not the longest game in the world and you could tell that the developers were kind of constrained by the the technical limitations of the engine but you know what it's it seemed like he had a lot of fun with that and um we capped off last week with Tom talking about how the COVID-19 isolation situation has allowed people to celebrate being part of the LGBTQ plus community and um you know we're we're very fortunate to have Tom on the team Tom himself is is gay and he's not afraid to admit that and I think that takes like I think it says something that he doesn't feel afraid to be who he is in in yeah. public um you know not too long ago he would have been called all sorts of names and things like that i mean he's still maybe <laughs> you know it can still happen but i mean at least l- look t- t- take it from me that that yeah. that feeling of like getting harassed for for that sort of behavior never goes away like i nah. mean you know yeah. i like, like I, i've been i've been out of the closet for like you know four or five years now and only uh, yeah. e- even even then like you know you still kind of like have like those you know doubts in your mind kind of thing yeah exactly and and you know like i i feel um i feel humbled that you know yourself and and tom and you know like people we've had throughout the teams over the years um you know feel privileged to feel like i felt very happy like comfortable with you who guys, we are yeah you know what i mean like that you guys um had enough trust in us to tell us you know who you really are and not be afraid yeah. of that and and to trust that we will back you up and we will be there for you like uh, I really do appreciate that, and I say this every week, but we're very inclusive here at Double Jump. We we love having such a varied group of staff, people from all sorts of backgrounds and genders and, and sexual preferences, whatever it is. Like, we love the fact that you guys are all part of our family, and, you know, that extends out to Discord, you know, all sorts of different names and faces and stuff. We get um, every everyday commenting and... and, and sending their funny memes and, and messages and everything and people joining us on on stream and chat and things like that like it's always it's always um you know heartwarming to to see you guys come out and support us and and know that we're there behind you as well so thank you thank you everyone yeah that's that's going to do it for another episode of double jump radio glad to be back in the recording booth so to speak don't break the illusion christian everyone knows that we're in a multi-million dollar professional studio in downtown melbourne (laughs) (laughs) not at all in in our computer rooms locked up away from family (laughs) and our pets (laughs) yeah 
But yes, Christian, if people want to find you online, they can head over to pretty much every social media platform and look up at ParanoidPixie95. Uh, is yep. that right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, definitely. Look forward, looking forward to seeing you on stream on Saturday night. Hopefully, you guys have some more fun with another killer yeah, stream. Yeah, we... we um we consistently find that the Jackbox streams have the uh, have the best like, like interaction. Like I, I I'm, I'm not going to be fun, biased, man. but I, I mean yeah. Like I mean exactly. obviously you know the, those those who enjoy like the Minecraft or Destiny streams, like you do you. But I mean team team Jackbox all the way. Is like isn't that right? <laughs> Yeah, exactly, man. Destiny is pretty like we we get we get like I don't know what you guys do on Saturdays, but Arjun comes in on Wednesday, totally like totally like trolling and triggering uh, Lucas, and then leaves. Like that's just his thing oh. every Wednesday. We're there for half an hour to an hour, an hour and a half, just totally <laughs> making Lucas sound like the biggest dickhead in the world, making him angry, and then leaving. <laughs> Yeah, but can I, I, no I just say, happens. like, I mean, personal, like, shout-out to the MVP, Lucas, also, like, also yeah. known as Lux, who has just been kind of, like, going above and beyond with, um... He filled in for me, like, on the on the last episode of Double Jump Radio, just, like, yep. impromptu. Like, I, I kind of, like, um... I personally <laughs> was just having, like, some, on, so. you know, yeah, um, like, like, some mental health issues, and, like, I kind of, like, just completely disappeared and i didn't explain that I, I would be absent and so like just on the fly like lucas covered covered for me and did a really good job so like i kind of like put forward that possibly um he could be joining us for future episodes with uh yeah. basically so it'll still be myself and and Abira, but also joined by lucas with a love to basically have. A, a, yeah a, a, like i'd love to have more of the staff involved as well like like love to hear tom and ben and you know Max oh, you, you've been, you've been pulling for ben for a number of weeks now oh man ben you gotta have you seen have you seen him stream yeah yeah man, the, his voice oh beautiful yeah it's like, cause, it's, like cause, um, it's like oh. he, he streamed um uh deadly premonition i think a few weeks ago like like the clubhouse games and stuff a couple of weeks ago that was so good yeah no he was he was doing one called uh, deadly premonition and i was asking him like yeah, deadly premonition stream, too yes is, is your stream <laughs> lagging and he, go, and he goes um no that's just the game like it really like in certain like screens it runs at like 10 frames a second i'm like oh <laughs> oh god but yeah, no he's yeah. he's 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 got a good he's got a good personality so yeah like maybe maybe like for yeah. a a guest spot he can he can join us <laughs> yeah no definitely that would be a lot of fun but till next time everyone um head over to doublejump.co for all of our latest articles please click on the links tab and click on the side banner so you can get links to our merchandise our patreon our uh, um facebook instagram twitch definitely watch us live say hello jump into chat join us for a bit even if it's only for a few minutes. We always love it when you guys pop in and say hello. And yeah, definitely subscribe to Double Jump Radio wherever you get your podcasts. I think we've most recently been added to Apple Podcasts. So definitely look us up, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts, we're probably going to be there. So until next time, on behalf of Christian and myself, look out for one another. Bye, everyone. Bye.